This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hi guys. So this week, Sean and I actually both wrote an intro and uh, we both want to do our intro and um, we're just both going to do our intro. So now Sean is going to do his first. Hello, girls and ghouls, and welcome to our spooky Halloween episode of All the World's a Cage, a podcast where we unearth some of Nicolas Cage's most frightening pictures but this isn't just a crypt cast cower and fear with us as we recite our abcs indulge yourself while we fill our face with rats and cockroaches and plastic fangs and cower before us as we definitely suffer through the symptoms of rabies because this week We bite into a 1989 trauma-filled flick known as Vampire's Kiss. A story of a man who's bitten by a bat and starts to change into something he can't just bat away. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's sanguine filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's an invitation. Come along with us to pristine 1988 New York City as we try to answer some of life's most burning questions. Questions like, how big can Nicolas Cage make his eyes go? Will Alva ever get over her cold and find that goddamn fucking Heatherton contract? How many times has Nick Cage misfiled something? And the most burning question of all, what the fuck, man? (laughs) This week, we watched the 1988 psychological horror black comedy Vampire's Kiss, starring Nick Cage in a performance that can only be described as something that is happening a lot. Okay. Um, So I know that we say to stop listening and go watch a movie a lot, but every other time that we have said this, that was a lie. Those were jokes. This time, we're dead serious. (laughs) If you haven't watched this movie, go on YouTube. There's definitely a hundred compilations. Just you, there are English words to describe the things that he does with his face and voice and body in this fucking movie. Yeah, he's like doing a caricature of himself in this one. You know what I mean? It's so over the top. Like. It's like in order to prepare for this role, he watched a bunch of video of people making fun of him and then copied (laughs) that, you know, (laughs) like it's like it's 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 like the the intensity that with which he emotes, it's like silent film level. It's it's insane. 
Yeah, which actually does make sense because in some parts of the movie, he's straight up copying uh, Orlok from Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is imitating, you know, yeah, that when he, style. When he walks like a fucking like Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's him like doing the like you know shoulders up and then like just creepily walking with his hands too late, out too and then, like late, too late. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's so this many. is good. I mean, I I I feel like I even with what I said I'm still underselling it like this is the craziest performance he does, I think. Yeah, I mean, most of the supercuts of Nick Cage freakouts are half this. Yes, and for a good reason. Yeah, I mean, it like it starts off absolutely wild and then just completely goes off the rails. The second half of the movie is just so good. It's, I mean, it's, but is it good though? Let's talk about that. That was that a question I, I had written down. Uh, do you guys think that this movie is a good movie? Like, not like fun or so bad it's good. Like, do you think it's a good movie? Damn, that's hard when you take out the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Because it definitely is those things. Yeah, this movie is absolutely fun. It's so much fun. I definitely recommend it, you know, just because it'll fill your heart with joy. Mostly. I mean, there's a couple sketchy parts. Yeah, but, I know the parts you're talking about. Uh, uh, um, it's, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and just say it, though, because I feel like we're all thinking it and no one wants to say mm-hmm. it. This movie's not good. Like, oh, really? It's... Pay, it's it's paced all weird it's it's like i I mean you know not that much is happening Mm -hmm. in it that's really like i I don't know i i don't i don't think it is actually good but it is an absolutely unique performance uh and for that reason alone it's definitely worth watching yeah i was thinking about this and i i the way that i examined the question was i said what if it was just another actor you know what I mean? Like, what if you took him out and you put somebody else in, like, ah, just any any other actor? Um, Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, okay. Well, okay. Whoa, spoilers <laughs> for the recast. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean like a, a human, like a normal. Um, <laughs> oh, so like a, not like, Russell not like a super cool jazz alien. But like a like a human. Um, yeah, like a like a yeah, rust, not, ru, like not a like rugged. a horny kobold, <laughs> a person. Like, yeah, I'm saying more like you know, oh, um, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if like I mean, because yeah, what if you put overboard Kurt Russell in this? Uh, it would it be a terrible movie? Yeah, it probably wouldn't be very good, huh? <laughs> I mean, I would say this would be like a fifty percent kind of movie. Not like awful, but like not great. But it is great, luckily, because we got Nick Cage in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus, oh, man. man, the role the role he was born the to role, play. <laughs> I honestly, yes, it was. Um, so if you haven't seen this movie before, get stop this recording. Stop. What we already told you. What are you doing? Yeah, like get get at it. Go. Go. Rent, go to your local library, rent this movie. They don't have that copy. Um, I'm sure you could probably find it at another store. 
Yeah, I don't know about that, actually. I did pay, like, $30 for this on DVD because it's yeah. a rarity. Yeah. It's been out of print for a long time. I had to go to uh, voodoo.com to get this movie, which is not a service wow. I've used before. I think it's, like, Walmart's thing. I only know that name <laughs> because there's a button for it on my Roku remote. <laughs> well, there um, you go. Voodoo. 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 Is that, like, some sort of... So you had to, like cut the head off of a chicken and like do a, some sort of ritual just to get this movie it, was, it is that it hard was to get. totally worth it um so <sighs> hmm. if you haven't seen this movie before this oh, this is gonna be hard um nick cage plays a literary agent who um i guess meets a meets a vampire <laughs> and gets yeah. bitten by her and throughout the course of the movie succumbs to vampirism and turns into a vampire but it's actually probably all in his head and he's just going insane yeah it's well i think he got bit by a bat and he's suffering from rabies now that's an interesting <laughs> one because he going crazy well, let's let's do this okay <laughs> I, I had the question written down as is he actually a vampire or is it in his head but i guess yeah no, option c yeah. is it rabies yeah he's he's just like suffering like delusion mm. and like light sensitivity and like i mean at some point he stopped seeing his reflection which is <laughs> us as the viewer can absolutely see it it is yes. very much there yeah yeah <laughs> i i mean okay let's just do that first is he a vampire i mean definitely not definitely not definitely okay, not good. When he kills that lady, he has to take out his plastic <laughs> vampire fangs and murder her with his people jaws. And then he just pops them back in afterwards. And, oh, man, when he puts the plastic fangs back into his murder mouth, he's like looks like a little kid who's just been like caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got he's got this look on his face where he's just like, oh, I didn't go how I wanted. He's all it sheepish too. Oh, no. and like slinks away through that '80s ass club. Yep. Yeah. And and then gets then gets vampire shamed by I, I'm assuming um, an, an illusion that he he is only seeing in his mind. But yeah, he's just she's like you're pathetic and. He's just like, but I love you. <laughs> well, no, I think he I think he actually did meet Jennifer Beals. Yes. Because when he runs into her, like when he gets kicked out of the nightclub, mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, oh, what are you? You know, he's like talking to her like she's the vampire. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I, I know you. Your name's Peter, right? Like, yeah, you know, that's yeah. Like they just hooked up once and then he's just been envisioning her as this vampire ever since hmm so you think i mean i guess that makes sense you think that they actually did like hook up yeah oh okay well no i mean because she remembers his or name. he he at least met her and flirted with her at that bar that much for sure i think was real as yeah. to whether or not they actually hooked up on clear uh hmm. you know this is a classic unreliable narrator story, so hard to say for sure. It's the least reliable narrator in <laughs> yeah. this. Um, yeah, I, I also agree he's not a vampire. Um, just because there's literally no evidence to support it. <laughs> like, I saw a thing, I was looking up like a discussion about this movie, and somebody was talking about how they loved the ambiguity and how you couldn't really be sure and I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, you okay. can, because there's no evidence that he is. Yeah, he's just yeah. for sure not. Yeah. Like, there's 
you know. Yeah. yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no fucking way he's a vampire. I mean, maybe if he sprung for, like, the better teeth, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't. He got the cheapo ones, and yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. He is doing an accent in this that is he no what accent no Josh? human on <laughs> pick one planet earth has ever used before I, I i don't know how would you guys describe it um it's it's how you would ma- imagine a fancy book publisher would talk <laughs> if he was like really nerdy but then you cast him as kind of a suave character and then he also has a cold yeah no yeah yeah exactly. he's like He's like a nerd doing an impression of a cool person. You're right. Yeah. Or a co- half. But sometimes he's a cool person doing an impression of a nerd. It's so it's like it's like 50 50. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. fucking strange. And apparently um, this is I'm sure we all have a mountain of behind the scenes stuff. But apparently there was a. Uh, a little trepidation on the part of the producers when they first heard his voice. They were like, they, oh, they really? talked to the director huh. about it, apparently, and he he defended it. Oh, interesting. So that's, huh, if I'm counting right, that's two movies in a row where Nick Cage made a absolutely bizarre performance choice that the producer and or director had to be like, <laughs> I don't know about this one, you Nick, sure, but he, he got his way. Are you sure, buddy? All right. Uh, I can can I say can I say my joke about what I think his voice sounds yeah, like? Sure. I think his accent sounds like how Trump talks, but if he was a liberal instead of a conservative. <laughs> That's good. Because you know what I mean. Yeah. It's got kind of that like he draws everything out, like really you know he has like these weird in lengthening of words and stuff. I don't know it. it it actually did remind me of Trump speak. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah he kind of has like a it's it's like it's like a an upper crust New York accent for somebody who has only ever heard of New York. Mm. How, how like has how, how is that different than uh, the nerd trying to sound cool? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> you guys, does Donald Trump think he's a vampire? Oh, well <laughs> I thought okay, you were going to well, say yeah. think he's cool. Well, <laughs> Um, so let's let's just let's this is gonna be such a long fucking episode i this movie (laughs) is an hour and 40 minutes long it literally took me four hours to watch it because i had to keep pausing and just like furiously typing notes and re-watching parts over and over so just a heads up people this one's gonna be all uh real journey <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be worth it if they've watched the movie i i hope they're they're ready yeah. their their seat belts are buckled but not too tight because they're also on the edge of their seats yeah mm-hmm. you need a little bit of slack a little bit of slack. a little bit of slack so it, it starts with him in his therapist's office right is that right yeah well yeah it's um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it kind of at the beginning of the movie, it kind of hops around the timeline a little bit because Mm -hmm. he's at the therapist's office, but he's describing a night out on the Mm -hmm, town where he meets this girl, uh, Jackie, Mm -hmm. and it kind of like bounces back and forth between, you know, him describing it and uh, 
it actually happening. Yeah, and he's doing that thing that people do in movies at their therapist where they lay on their back and talk about stuff mm -hmm. that people don't do in real life. Um, but yeah, his therapist, by the way, the actress, I thought she was great in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's funny, like actually funny. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the cops. I'll take care of them. <laughs> go, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his imagined version of her is a little bit less professional than you oh, know, yeah? she is at the beginning of just the movie. A, just a little bit. Elizabeth Ashley is her name. I looked it up. Um, so, yes, he goes on a couple of he goes on a date with her and they go back to his apartment and um, they end up sleeping with each other or about to they're about to sleep with each other and a bat flies in. Uh, do you guys know the behind the scenes story about the bat? Mm, no. No. Okay. He apparently wanted it to be a real bat and was like demanding that it be a real one. But wow, shocker. <laughs> no. But they apparently the uh producer uh something Beerman, what's his name? Um uh Robert Beerman is the director it looks right, like. Right, Robert Beerman told convinced Nick Cage that if he was bit by a bat he would die. He would he would oh. contract rabies. I'm I'm sorry. He <laughs> successfully convinced 25-year-old Nicolas Cage yeah. that if a bat bit him, he would die. He would die. Yeah. So Nick Nick was okay. He actually had to convince him that he could die twice in this movie. I'll tell you what the other time is later. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and uh, apparently that worked because uh, it is just a bat that is very clearly on. Like a wire, oh, like a, yeah, like a, a yeah. wire of some kind. Yeah, it's yeah, just it, it's when it does the like fly downwards from the window. It's like you can definitely see like a string. Yeah, that that <laughs> angle, the that first <laughs> angle of it, it reminded me a lot of um the birds in uh Birdemic. Yeah, <laughs> like it just yeah. looks so out of place. I mean, not quite as. You know, yeah, birdemic birds. Those are like just straight up CG. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a practical effect. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm not saying like I thought they did it the same or whatever. It just it just reminded me of it. He's also doing a lot of that great acting that um, is like when an actor has to pretend that something is flying around their head, but they don't quite know like exactly where they're supposed to be looking. So he's just kind of like randomly turning around and saying shoe mm. and waving his hands in the air yeah yeah it's a uh you know that's a hard thing to uh improvise i i feel but yeah i mean he's definitely there that he plays a really good drunk in that like scene where it's like he is kind of falling all over the place and it's it looks good like yeah yeah you know dude, um, dude does not look sober i i did also want to say it and it the onset of this film in this early part when he's like drunkenly flirting with Jackie and they have the little exchange with the chessboard and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, again, it's when we go back to these early films in his career, it becomes more and more apparent. Like, you know, you see these little moments where you're like, OK, I kind of get why he was getting cast as like romantic leads and stuff, because mm -hmm. he's actually like got little charming moments in his interactions with her. I, I don't know if you guys agreed with that assessment but you know like when he's flirting with her and he's like it's the whole kingdom is ours and stuff you know it's 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 like pretty charming yeah i could see how um like 1988 audiences would be like 
Yeah, he seems fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is so the chronology here is Raising Arizona, Moonstruck, and then this movie, mm. which, boy, that's nuts. So Holy hard to shit. pick a favorite. They're all so good <laughs> for so many for so <laughs> many different reasons. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. But only one of them has Cher in it. That's true. Yeah. But only one of them has John Goodman in it. Only one of them Ooh. has a bat. And so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say, I mean, that's about even. Um, And then they stumble back out of his apartment, I guess, to just like let the bat hang out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the implication is that they're going to her place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think they do after that, right? Yeah, I, right. Because the next day when he is back at the office and he, uh, you know, s- begins the, the Alva saga, uh, she spots that he's not wearing socks because he hasn't been back home. Oh, right. Yeah. OK. So, yes, they go back to his place or they go to her place and then yada, yada. And then um, we go to his office the next day where he's working as a literary agent. And one of his clients, uh, a very demanding person, is trying to get a copy of a contract that they had a long time ago and they can't find it. Like Nick Cage can't find it. So he calls his assistant or one of his assistants, I guess, Alva, into the room and uh is a monster <laughs> to her <laughs> yeah rough yeah Whew. yeah they do not have an hr department in this uh, <laughs> publishing house no yeah no. or if they do it's just another you know cigar chomping butt oh slapping dude like yeah um it's nuts i did like her outfits in this because they're all they're very shoulder pads and like mm-hmm. squarely 1988 where every woman just kind of looked like a tablecloth draped over like a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, you know, what if she dressed it in any way that could be construed as, you know, being uh, like, you know, provocative at work mm. then. That would make it her fault, you know, according to the 1980s logic of sexual harassment. Yeah. Like, you you, should, you know, man, I know. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if that's actually part of what guided fashion towards that, like, super boxy look. Huh. Maybe that's an interesting mm. question. I mean, that's like, yeah, something that we're I don't know that I or at least me, I'm not qualified to dig into that but that would be an interesting thing or like oh, the way oh, they hell no that's <laughs> that's way too complex of yeah. a question or for like us the to way be unpacking it, it projects for sure. like a larger frame for your body as women are entering entering like a male dominated workspace huh yeah and then the scene where uh well this is jumping ahead a bit yeah. but it's like nick cage is laughing with the boys mm-hmm. in the meeting like and uh, they're all he's like <laughs> Can you believe she asked for a raise after you chased her into the <laughs> ladies' room? And they're just, like, laughing yeah. about it, like, oh, man, that is... It's gross. That fucking it's sucks. It's disgusting. Made me feel ashamed to have a penis. Yeah. yeah. Hey. For fucking real. Why was he staring at that hot dog vendor guy? Uh, <laughs> because I think he was more staring at the couple that was, like, kissing next to oh, it. And, and that makes a lot I more was, sense. <laughs> I was yeah. constantly... I just, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, kind of like, what the fuck? Like, 
they're kissing right at, in line for a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait okay. till the guy's trying to hand you two drinks. Hey, hey Josh, were you hungry when you watched this <laughs> flick? I mean, <laughs> were you just eyes on the hot dog I man because you were I, like man i could really go for a juicy dog right now I, that, I, I mean i wrote down after that question i wrote down i mean i get it but <laughs> but you know uh that's a that's a good point i think that and this is another behind the scenes thing but nick cage said that he thinks this is a movie about somebody going insane because of loneliness and i think that that yeah. totally tracks because i think that he definitely has a fixation on like women and relationships right yeah, totally. I mean, I the the scene like him looking at the hot dog couple confused <laughs> the fuck out of me. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, okay, that was fucking bizarre. Long, long I mean, shot. like, are those is one of those going to be like a character mm-hmm. later or something? But I think it you know makes more sense in the context of like when you've seen the end of the movie when he's like yelling at the corner of that building about how he wants a true grown up love mm-hmm. you know it's like oh okay he's just looking at this happy couple and he just doesn't have that you that know? okay now that you say it yeah I, I that absolutely makes sense to me i was also confused but when you look at it in that context yeah i think that tracks then after that uh he goes on another date, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. God, God I mean, we might be getting we, we we might be getting these scenes. Sli- I, literally, I I watched this movie last night, and then again, literally just before we started recording. So yeah, <laughs> okay. definitely extremely good at uh, plot narration. At plot narration. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, we might get the scenes a little out of order, yeah, but it, you know. It's it's about this time yeah. that he meets Rachel. Yes. The vampire. Yes. I think he does that before. Yes, because he does that before they go on the second date. Yeah, to the art gallery thing. Um, yes, he meets Rachel, played by Jennifer Beals, uh, who was in Flashdance, if you guys don't know. I think that's like her biggest mm-hmm. one. She was on that and mm-hmm. The L Word, I guess. I haven't seen that, but uh, yeah. I know that was a big another big project she did. Pam Greer. Pam Greer. She's on that too, really? Yeah, dude. Is that good? Oh, yeah. I'll check it out. I mean, I like Queer as Folk more, but whatever. <laughs> that's all right. Um, <laughs> different podcast. Different, that's, <laughs> um, yes, he meets Rachel, who is, in his mind, a vampire. Uh, she is like a beautiful woman that he meets at the bar. They end up going back to his place. Except instead of maybe this is all in air quotes, um, they end up going back to his place and I, I guess with the intention of having sex. But instead, she bites his neck and turns him into a vampire. And he loves He's, it. Yeah, he loves it. it goes on. He loves that it. That bite scene goes on for so long, too. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, boy. Nicholas Cage makes some real interesting mouth shapes and his mm-hmm. eyes go cross in this go scene. cross yeah he goes cross-eyed a few times in this flick <laughs> <laughs> yes and then in the in the morning he uh makes her coffee as if everything is totally normal right and but then when he yeah, reaches out he sings his little song and... Mm-hmm. and then when he reaches out to hand her the mug nobody's on the bed he's talking to no one he's alone 
and <laughs> he doesn't at that point he doesn't even um he didn't even cut himself shaving yet at that point so it's like or maybe he it shows him before that yeah like he's getting ready for the day and whatnot and he he cuts himself shaving so it's like the bite has happened but the only time he gets hurt on his neck is when he like self-inflicts bad shaving oh yeah, yeah. and then he puts a band-aid over it as if it is covering up his bite marks because like in it, yes. yeah okay in in his mind this is complicated because in his mind he thinks he's covering up the bite marks that she gave him but in reality he's covering up the nick he gave himself shaving but later he mm-hmm. does say he cut himself shaving as an excuse yeah, or it's not an excuse at that point because it's it's true yeah that's well yeah but when he says it he says it like he's making up an excuse like he believes in his mind that it's really the vampire bite oh oh i i cut myself shaving (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he's um not yeah yeah Hmm. he's crazy (laughs) he's like already crazy at this point so yeah he starts to uh struggle with his light sensitivity at this point too which is just basically to varying degrees throughout the movie he'll just like turn around the corner into a sunbeam and then just be like (laughs) like (laughs) you know like yeah it's not it never actually does anything to him because because he's not a vampire i'm pretty sure at the end when he's like boarded up his windows and shit uh when he's standing in the corner just looking at the sunbeam going across his like oh my god does is that is that a sound effect him doing the sizzle noise because he sticks his hand in it and it's like and oh, it's like yeah does, that's him saying yeah like, okay, I, mean, I guess just it it, sure. i didn't think about that but it must be just him yeah, yeah. definitely and also oh man that's one of my favorite just, shots in this whole ah! movie because it cuts to it there's so many parts in this movie where it cuts you know to a scene with him and he just like has a super outrageous expression on his face or he's just like crammed into a corner in his undershirt just like you know making sizzling noises like oh man yes there's the great shot when it cuts to him when he's getting ready and he's just staring in the mirror with this like nosferatu face on and then his face just goes (laughs) normal and he walks out and goes to work oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) oh no that's he he reaches out to the mirror and like touches it and this is another example of him like making a little sound effect for himself he like touches the mirror and goes like <gasps> and then yeah turns and when he's turned away from the mirror he just looks normal oh yeah man. so good so yeah um at this point he then he goes on the date with um the real woman that exists jackie i think you said her name was yeah mm-hmm. to the museum yes and then he just mm-hmm. kind of dips yeah yeah, he does. He's like, yeah, I got to use the bathroom and then just kind of waits for her to turn away. And then he's just like, yoink. Yeah, he just out the back door. He just yeah. slips out the fire exit and then just like goes and lays on a couch for hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Because because he's sitting on the couch or laying on the couch and then he gets a phone call because she's like, hey, you left me there. That's a real ass like ass move. You've you, yeah, dick, you don't fuck. call me again. Yeah. And and, and he's just like. Don't call me again. Don't call me again. Fuck. And then, like, and he just, like, laying on the couch, like, doesn't give a shit in the dark. But, oh, God, just what a crazy person already. Like, this is, 
This is like ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, like he maybe he goes. He's already like uh, has a very tenuous mental state when the movie starts. Like it's not like a huge descent for him to lose his mind. He's already most of the way there. So yeah, he dips out, and then later he's at work, and he speaks with Alva. And he is upset because she hasn't found the Der Spiegel contract that he wanted her to oh look boy, for. Oh, boy, is he's, he. To say he's upset is an understatement. Um, but then they get a call from the, the actual guy who's looking for it, the author. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is and a good did, bit. He did, yeah, he's on the phone with the author, and he has his assistant, Alva, in the room. And the author is like, hey, just wanted to let you know, not a big deal. I'm moving, so... You know, take your time. Don't even worry about it. Uh, anyway, how you doing? And he's like, I'm good, Frank. Okay, bye, Frank. And like hangs up the phone. And then he looks at Alvin. And he's like, well, he was very upset. Yeah, as you could see, I couldn't even get a word in edgewise. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, what? That's good. That's because you didn't want a small talk. <laughs> like, that wasn't like, yeah. and it's like. His poor assistant yeah. is just like staring at him, like God, you are fucking batshit. Yeah. So I, I just love that oh. that it's not even like, like that stress on him that is one of the things that makes him go crazy is is imaginary. It doesn't even actually exist. Like I think he makes it up to yeah. fuck with her, but then I think he also yeah. kind of believes it. Well, and also, what is he fucking doing in that office? He's never doing every time he's just like got his palms down on that like green writing pad, just like white knuckle gripping his desk as hard as he can and just making faces or like or cracking some pistachios. Yeah, just (laughs) smoking cigs, cracking some pistache. It's like. It's what? a very chill situation yeah. he's got. He has a very chill job. Yeah. yeah. Like it from the looks of it, your secretary does literally everything your job requires. Yeah. You like what what? <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't really do much in the way of work in this fucking movie. Oh, and then I think sometime around here is the scene where he trashes his apartment. Uh yeah, what does make him do that? I think it's Oh, it's when his girlfriend breaks up with him after the art gallery. Yeah. 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 She leaves a note after he dips out on her. Or maybe this is later. I well, don't know. he oh, he calls her again mm-hmm. after the incident at the museum. Mm-hmm. He calls her again and tells her to. Oh, yeah. This is a good scene. He he tells her to meet him at this club. I don't know if it's the same club that he's meeting all these women yeah. at or whatever. But he, you know, he names a place and tells her to meet him there. And then he like is woozily getting ready you know he's like slow and seems really out of it and like he walks down the stairs and then that's when you know quote rachel shows up and is like i'm here to drain you i'm here to drain you of your juicy good yeah she doesn't want him to go on the date yeah yeah, and she takes him upstairs and bang eats him Mm -hmm. again and then that's when she writes the note because he doesn't show up to the right park. and leaves it on his door. And that's when he freaks out and trashes his apartment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys know about that? The behind the scenes thing there. I do know about this one. Oh, you want to handle this one? Yeah. So that's all real. All that shit <laughs> that he breaks, all that glass. That's just real glass. It's just real. It's real shit. Yeah. When he kicks that lamp 
It explodes. Yeah, it explodes <laughs> on his actual foot. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, there's like a gong when it like ex- hits it. It's great. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're having what? fun with it. I like it. Uh, yeah. He uh, the so they only had one take, obviously, to get mm-hmm. this. Um, you know, the budget for this movie is two million dollars, which, you know, not nothing, but it's enough that they don't just get to smash up an entire room full of furniture a whole yeah. bunch of times. So they had one take and two cameras and one of the cameras uh broke in the middle of the take so oh really yeah they didn't get the footage from one of the cameras so just all of uh or I, I, yeah i think it broke part way through so it's like there's one cut because they were able to switch off of the one camera that broke to the other oh shit i want to watch that now yeah so it's uh yeah yeah, I uh, I would like to go back and watch that too. I was doing my research while uh, while I was watching mm. the second one, so I, I wasn't like you know necessarily looking out for all of these things on the rewatch. Um, I also uh, the thing I read about that was that they didn't know he was going to go as far as he did, uh, and he apparently wasn't. He apparently oh. was not supposed to. Oh, so there's a, a bunch of little things like that where I'm like. How did he get hired again after this? Because there's that. And then apparently also that song that he sings kind of hums while he's doing the coffee bit. That's Uh um, from an Igor Stravinsky piece. And the estate of Igor Stravinsky sued the producers of the movie and they had to pay him a whole bunch of money because Nick Cage hummed that part. Uh And that was also improvised. Oh, wow. That... Well, okay, that's at least like innocent. Yeah, like I would, you know, you wouldn't expect something like that, and you would think it's like yeah close to public domain, but yeah, sure. Oh man, that's such a drag though, because <laughs> as I said, the budget for this movie was two million dollars, and its uh, box office was only uh, seven hundred thousand. Oh. So oh. yeah, any any lawsuit is just burying them in the red it's, on this so one. I, I like it's just crazy that like. He did a voice and the producers were like, we don't like that. And they were like, well, he's going to do it anyway. And then he is like demanding real bats. He's like smashing real furniture when he's not supposed to. He's humming songs that get the company or they get the production company sued. Like, I just don't understand how something like that didn't fucking tank his career. Because right after this, yeah, he went shit. to um, one sec. What was it? What was the? Do you guys know what was after this? Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, but it looks like Wild at Heart was like the next one that I know, like the next year. So, yeah, Time to Kill, Wild at Heart, uh, Firebirds. Yeah. Uh, also, Never on it, Never on Tuesday, a movie in which he has an un. Uh, uncredited cameo that I hope we get to do at some point. We should do a special episode that is just a bunch of his cameos. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so after he trashes his apartment, he begins sleeping underneath his couch, which is like overturned. Like a coffin. Whoa. Oh, is that what it was supposed to be? <gasps> yeah. Oh. It even sounds like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which was was another time where I'm like, is he making that sound? Oh, oh, he should have yeah. been. I, I don't. Uh, that 
for this one, I'm not sure. All, on all the other ones so far, I'm like, yes, definitely. 100% he was. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> it fills my heart with joy, so yes. It's okay to have things that might not be true, but that make you feel happy anyway. Um, yeah. Also, I love that when I hear a sample that I used in the theme song, and this movie has like a oh, couple, yeah. like, um, and when he says, am I getting through to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I getting thrown at you? <laughs> yeah, which is a great, the the super over-exaggerated point at her is absolutely <sighs> super weird. Very Nick Cage moment, you know? Yeah, not something a, a normal actor would do, probably. No? Yeah. No. And then I think maybe my favorite physical comedy scene is this next one when he does the table jump. The t- Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's another bit Dude, in this chase sequence that hops. I really like. <sighs> but, yeah, so he, what, he calls her back into the office first, right? Or, no, no, no. He, he, he says it a million times. He's like, Alva! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louder and louder each time. She's not coming. She doesn't come. She It cuts to outside of his office, and you see she can obviously very clearly mm-hmm. hear him. She's just like, uh-uh, nope, nope not going nope. in there. This dude is going to on. Yeah. Also, every secretary or like lady that also works in the room that she's working yeah. in is like just staring at her. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you don't, uh, are you going to go and... And it's like, no, of course I don't want to go in there. Nobody nobody stands up for me. I'm fucking freaking out here. Yeah, not a healthy and work environment at he's all. He's terrorizing her, too. I don't know if we've gotten that point across. He's, like, relishing in making her feel terrible. He's absolutely terrorizing her in this movie. Yeah, I mean, to say that he's bullying her would be, like, a massive understatement. Yes, he's, like, he's to- he's absolutely taking out all of his, like, psychological problems on this super nice, sweet woman. Like, she seems great and probably fine at her job. Yeah, all she's done up to this point is just, like, be looking through files slower than he wants her to, although... In this scene, she does do something a little more aggressive than that, which is after he so he le- he le- comes out in the room, leaps up onto the desk, Amazing. which, as Josh said, is uh, it's it's great. It, it was a it was a bit that I had to pause the movie and just laugh for a while <laughs> and then hit play again. Yes, it's like, so OK. Good. You, you you said that you uh took a long time to watch this movie because you kept pausing to take notes. Yeah. I didn't really I didn't really take notes for this movie. I just kept getting too distracted by laughing <laughs> and I kept having to like rewind it because I'd be like, "Oh no, what what's what what's happening now?" Like there's there's so many like laugh out loud funny parts of this movie. And I don't know if they meant for them to be as funny as they are. But yeah, so he jumps on the table, points at her and says, "There you are." <laughs> and I have to ask, was that really him? Because there's a quick cut right after to his face. Mm. And I watched it a bunch of times. I think it's him. It looks like him. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's a, vert- it's a vertical. There leap. is a, there is a uh, body double for him at some point in the movie because it's the like the very last two names in the credits are, are body doubles for him and a body double for Alba. Oh my, can you imagine having to be his body double in this movie? Like, I can't do it that. Do you see what he just did? I can't do that. Yeah. He doesn't act like a person does. My shoulders huh. don't do that. 
<laughs> um, but yes, then he chases her into the bathroom. Yeah, uh, chases her into the bathroom. This is another really good physical bit where, or no, 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 I, I'm getting it, I'm getting it twisted. There's a bit I'm thinking of from a later chase in this movie with the, okay. with the, with the stairs and with that. the stairs. Yeah, so That's he later when they stay late together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that'll be later. Oh boy, we're already like 45 minutes in. Okay, I know. it's it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? It can just I don't be give long. A shit. This so, is gonna be a long one. He, he chases her into the bathroom, and there's a lady in there. Tell, tell <laughs> us, tell us about this lady that's in the bathroom. Sean. Um, yeah, she's okay. She she just goes, "What the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are you?" And then just looks straight in the camera looks and right. leaves. And just leaves. Does not really care about who's fucking. No. Like, what what like. You don't ask that question. Who the fuck are you? And what are you doing here? Yeah. Without just being like, oh, I'm going to stick around for answers. He's chased her into the women's bathroom and is like screaming at her. And this old woman is like, I don't like this. Bye. Well, yeah. And it's like it it could have been like if she if the old lady was like, oh, my God. And then ran out. It'd be like, (laughs) "Okay, sure. But instead, she's like indignantly like harumph. (laughs) <laughs> like, who the fuck are rah, you? Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and then, and then, just looks right into the camera, like just you fucking see the this camera. shit. <laughs> she gems the camera. Yeah, she gems yeah. the camera. Like, what the fuck is this dude doing in here? Yeah. So she bones out of the bathroom, she and d- then she does come back, like right the scene after this, where yeah, oh, she's, really? she's back at her desk, and and then that's the little same old lady that comes up and hits her on. Or, Pats her on the shoulder and is like, are you okay? What's oh, going okay. on around here? Yeah. Well, shit, lady. You could have stuck around to find out. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she was just being like, I should really just like <laughs> check in on that. <laughs> yeah, she probably left. And then after she left, she was like, I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have stuck around. Yeah. Well, let's go check on her and make I'll sure just, everything's yeah. copacetic. I'll ask later. Yeah. But so anyway, she leaves. And then Alva's just like, I've got a fucking gun. And I'm going <laughs> to shoot you with it. Oh, she says that while the old lady is still in the room. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She oh, okay. really and She is like, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Like, it's unbelievable that nobody calls the cops on him in this scene and a bunch of other ones. I know. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then the next, I think the next main scene is like boys in the club, like just like. Uh. Yeah. Around their work meeting being like, can you believe it? Your secretary asked me for a raise because she says you're torturing her. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it literally then, cuts from her like <sighs> screaming in terror. And then he actually he leaves, which I think my theory is because she has a cross necklace on. Mm. Oh, yeah. He, there's definitely a couple of scenes where he like, you know, it's like he yeah. his eyes get even wider and then it shows a shot of her cross <laughs> necklace and he like, you know. Yeah, he, he takes off. And then like Sean said, immediate smash cut to a bunch of guys in a boardroom laughing about it. Yeah. And they're like, Oof. it sucks. Like that scene. It's, it's like. It, not to mention the fucking laughter that is coming out of Nick Cage is just <laughs> fucking forced creepiness. Oh, like, yeah, it's super weird. He can't. He has no like breath in his lungs. It's all just being squeezed out as like this high pitched laughter, and it is gross. Yeah. 
It's so uh, it's weird, and it also has. Um, I had to look this up because I wanted to know if there was a name for the trope where the it cuts into a room where everybody's laughing at the end of a joke. You know, mm, mm. Uh, I looked it up, and it's actually called an orphaned punchline. Oh, which <laughs> yeah, which I huh. love. Yeah, a little, little tidbit. Let's little try pop-up video. Let's let's yeah. try one, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> and then she said. She wanted a raise because her boss was a piece of shit. <laughs> that's that's, that's super you, sexist, Chuck. That's you, Gary. That's the that's the one from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll I'll try it. I'll, okay. I'll make okay. up yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the camera pans down from the corner of my room, and it sees us all sitting here recording mm-hmm. the podcast. And I <laughs> yeah. go, and that's when I said, "Bananas don't come in that size." That's super offensive, Jeff. So anyway, why why would you say that? (laughs) Why would you say that? Jim Gaffigan's still alive. (laughs) See, that's an orphan punchline. I I would love to see one of those do that, and somebody finishes the joke, and someone's like, "That's racist, man!" Oh my god, you can't say that, Jesus. Oh my god, it's um, not then, 1976 anymore, Jeff. What is this, 1988 New York? Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I didn't see Andrew Dice Clay walk in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this then he goes to uh, his therapist. I, I just, just want to say real, real yeah, quick yeah. also about this scene. At one point, one of the other guys is like, you know, she's not kidding about having that gun. She lives in a bad part of town. And then they just all start laughing again. <laughs> After talking about denying her a raise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking gross. Absolutely criminal. And then this is the scene where if you have seen the famous Nick Cage freakouts video, this is in there when he's screaming the alphabet because his therapist suggests um, very rationally, I thought, that if you can't find this contract, maybe it was misfiled somewhere. And... Mm you know placed in the wrong folder which is totally reasonable and he cannot get his mind around this concept well it this is in spite of the fact that earlier in the movie he's verbally like when he first sets alva on this task he's like now this contract was signed before you or even i worked here Mm -hmm. yeah like he's he knows that he knows that this yeah filing has happened long before Mm -hmm. You know, either of them have been at the company, but yeah, he's yeah. just like and he even this he filed. Even, yeah, he even he even says that it's not in the like the one by the guy's name or the one yeah. by the book's name, and it's not by the company's name. So it's got to be somewhere. I don't yeah. know where it is, but you're gonna find it. And it's like, yeah. So, dude, it is misfiled. Like that's not yeah. the problem. The problem is finding it. It's not probably probably happens all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so it's not like the concept is new at all. No, like, yeah, but he's like, he's like misfiled. How, how, how is that possible? And she's like, I don't know. You just put it in the wrong place. And he's like, in the wrong place? Like, he's yeah. like, this is unfathomable yeah. to him. He's like, what? And his body language in this scene is just hilarious. Yeah. So oh fucking my crazy. God. His posture changes gosh. like every other word in his sentences. Yes. And yeah, I've every... never misfiled anything once. And then like he's does this like 
arms crossed to the arms to the hips yeah to the yeah shakes them around a bit yeah, back to his the, hips hands on the hip <laughs> pop and wiggle oh man Thro- throws his suit back hands on the hips again in a different way arms crossed uh, he's like yeah it's like he's hitting a bunch of poses as like a model like yeah. rapid fire <laughs> well yeah and even at the beginning of the alphabet in the like a through f quadrant he's like throwing up his hands at different angles and then like later he's like pointing when he does the end of the oh man it's a it's a whole it's a whole choreographed routine it's a whole thing and he he even starts asking her during it who did it yeah. who miss file she's like i don't i'm your therapist man i don't know i don't I fucking don't work, work there <laughs> Yeah, she's she's like, I'm a psychiatrist. And he's like, yeah, well, you must not be a very good one. And in my head, I was like, does he think that psychiatrist and psychic are the same word? Or the oh. same, like, like, what? Let's explore this. <laughs> I don't know if there's much to explore besides. Not a lot of meat He on just is crazy. He's just nuts. <laughs> Uh, and then he does. A, it's it's nice though because he apologizes to Alva for his outburst. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's good that he it's good that he does that, Josh. Because after he apologizes to her, I bet I bet they patch their relationship up. Let's see where this goes. Continue. So, well, I want to say that his his excuse is she comes into his office and he's turned away. And at this point in the movie, he's wearing the huge sunglasses um, and eating pistachios. And he apologizes, saying, sorry that I chased you into the women's bathroom. I was on mescaline. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and, she, and she's like, oh, yeah, I did that once in high school. It's crazy. And he's like, yeah, right? Which is like, I love that that's an, an okay excuse in a 1988 office. Well, okay. And not only is it, like, an okay excuse, it's enough for her to be like, batting her eyelashes at him again yeah because at the beginning of the movie she's like like when she catches that he doesn't have his socks on she's like does a little like smile look like oh he oh he had a fun night yeah yeah cool hot boss and she like yeah she's like he's like i ate i ate peyote and chased you into the women's room and she's just like teehee yeah, I don't. Yeah. See, you you've said this before about that, but I don't see it as like she's flirting with him. It's mm. more of like I just have to be like a nice secretary and yeah. like do what my boss says because this is the world we live in. Not like she's trying to fucking flirt with him. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I th- I I was maybe leaning more towards that she's kind of like biting her tongue, like she wants mm-hmm. to like make a joke, but she's like, I oh, I can't. But I could also see that she's like sort of interested in him at, for, at least at first. I I think she's just trying to get out of the room as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I I mean we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. I think you know any any true work of art, which this movie definitely is, mm-hmm. can be interpreted sure. differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah. Some I mean, people look, think. We're, that- we're interpreting it differently, so yeah, yeah. Art is a wide net, so that's boy. Like, I wish you, I wish you would have written down the name of that reviewer. Yeah, I'll try and find it again. Um, oh, good shout out to him. So I think uh, what happens next is something in the Alva subplot, where she goes to her brother who works as like a mechanic, 
And this is when she gets the gun and the blanks from him, I believe. Well, okay, she already well. she already has the gun. Uh, she get that scene comes uh, when he talks her into coming back to work. So yeah, we have to oh, visit her at right. home first. Yeah, she's okay. She's like yeah. at home. She's called in sick. Her mm-hmm. mother is talking to her. She's like, no, you have to go into work. Like, what? You're acting like a child. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you you think yes. I haven't been yelled at by bosses before? Like. You have to go into work and yeah, her mom is like unintentionally like talking her back into doing it because Alva doesn't really say what is going on. She's just like, I my boss is I don't like my boss or he's crazy. Yeah, you don't think I don't like my boss. You know how many people? Yeah. uh, How many bosses I worked for that were assholes and crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Just go back to work. You know, you can't find another job, Mm -hmm. which I feel like she's really good at her job. I mean, (laughs) she seems fine. Yeah, she's, it's, I don't think the working is the problem. The work ethic is not yeah. the problem. It is the fucking work environment. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. I mean, the work is literally just leafing through a pile of documents. Like, yeah, like she I think can she's, do it. I she know seems she like she's can. doing fine. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so she stays home. Nick Cage gets ready for work. And this is the part when uh, there is a bug involved. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. I know that because here in my notes, I wrote the word don't five times. Oh, yeah. Followed by the word fuck. <laughs> yeah. Josh, don't, Josh doesn't like bugs. I don't like bugs, and I like a lot less the idea of somebody eating one. Yeah, which Nick Cage does. And to be yes. clear, not Peter Lowe does. Nick Cage full fucking eats a giant, giant, a, nasty cockroach. Oh, a giant cockroach. It wasn't um, that big. <laughs> okay, okay, Sean. Wow. Come on, it's not like Fear Factor over here. Subscribe to Sean's like, YouTube page, I guess. It's Ew, like thumb size. It's Don't you know what? I'll say this: it's bigger than one that I would like to eat. Yeah, that's oh. definitely true. I that agree with that wholeheartedly. Another behind-the-scenes snippet: that was Nick Cage's idea. Surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> and the director, after he talked the director into it. The director made him do it twice, and they only used one of the takes. They only used the first one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was that was one thing I saw, too, is that, yeah, he it was his idea and he like pushed for it. He was like, no, it'll be like grody. It'll be cool. And like, yeah, Beerman got on board with it. And then like when it got time to do it, Nick was like, actually, I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> and Beerman was like, uh, uh-uh, bud, no, nope, you're nope. fucking eating that roach. <laughs> I've already agreed oh, to man. fucking everything else, man. You trash the apartment, eat the bug. Yeah, we got a roach guy. So I I he, just got off the phone with this Travinsky estate. You're going to eat that goddamn bug. <laughs> <laughs> and eat it, he does. Choose it, too. He chews oh, it. Yeah, it's undeniable. Uh, he, he ate oh. it. It's undeniable. He oh, my God. He ate it. It's gross. It's revolting. Oh, God. Um, anyway, so now <laughs> then he, he gets a cab to the suburbs. Yeah, basically. heads on over to Alva's house. Yeah, he goes to work and finds that she's not there. They tell him that she's called in sick. Right, yeah. He steals her information out of the Rolodex. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that's something you're supposed to do. No, again, no HR department here. Yeah. So he just pops that Rolodex open, grabs her home address, and then gets in a taxi and goes there. 
Yeah. And then goes to her house where she seems to be having a nice day. Like not at work. Like she's like ironing some clothes and is like, <laughs> like watching TV and probably having a nice relaxing break from her asshole of a boss. And then she hears a tapping at her window, turns around and he's like watching her iron. Yeah. And she doesn't have a shirt on. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. She's just Which, wearing underwear. Yeah. At first I was like, I thought about it and I was like, oh, I don't need to interject that. It's actually not really that important. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Then her boss starts looking at her through the window and all of a sudden it becomes very important that she doesn't have a shirt on. Very significant. Very fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's okay uh, Mm. because he brought soup. Yeah, like a bag of instant soup or something. Like, yeah. It's not like it's not cooked. It's not ready to eat. Like it, yeah. It, yeah. It has, it's work involved. Yeah, it's like a white unlabeled packet. It looks like the packet of cheese from like Kraft Instant Mac and Cheese. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that soup came like that. I mean, maybe Sometimes in 1988. I don't know. No, I mean, they still sell soup like that where it's just like just salt and chicken flavoring. And that's about it. It's like a giant, <laughs> giant ramen packet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Well, interesting. I think we can all agree that's a pretty bad gift. Yeah. And yeah. then she opens the door and lets him or like talks to him, which she shouldn't do uh, at all. Like she should not. She should call the police again. This mm-hmm. is another example of when somebody should definitely call the cops on him. Yeah. Oh, yes. and, you know, if like. At this point, if she were to lose her job, she'd definitely be into litigation territory, right? Oh, yeah. She would totally have a case. Just be like, yeah, I got fi- I got fired because my boss was peeping on me when I called in sick. I mean, after I feel- this movie is over, Alva has a massive lawsuit. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, they, is she going to sue the company? Because that guy's dead. That's fair. Yeah, she could sue the company probably, right? Sure. Couldn't you sue for like like a hostile work environment? Yeah, they facilitate with like, oh, my God, no problem there. Yeah, I would not feel bad for them either. The other the other guys are definitely at fault. So but yeah, she does get into the cab with him. He again is like turning on the charm. You know, he's like he's like, no, it's cool. Like, I don't even care if we lose that client like It'll be fine. You don't even need to find that thing or whatever. Yeah. And then she gets into the cab with him and he's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, like it's, he, yeah. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. And then as they're driving down the street, he's like he starts like freaking out like he's got a headache or something. Uh-huh. And she's she's just like she's just like, oh, can you pull over into this gas station? That's where my brother is. And I, I need to give him some money. What did you guys think was going to happen next? I thought this is not my first time seeing the movie, but the first time I saw the movie, I thought she was going to like run. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Right. Yeah. They're just driving down a random street in New York City. New York City. You know, New population nine million or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my brother works at this gas station. Can you pull over? I was like, I was like, she's gone for sure. (laughs) I. I have seen this movie before and I did. I, you know, I didn't remember it well enough to not not think that, you know? Yeah. I was just like, I was like, she's gone. She's just going to run. She's going to run away from him. Yeah. Turns out her brother works at the gas station. Yep. So she finds him as a mechanic and she's like, give me some bullets. 
Yeah, she's like, I need bullets for this gun now. I don't want to say why. Um, yeah. But he doesn't have any. I, I can't remember. He doesn't have them, but he does have he his blanks. blanks. Well, they, they don't use real bullets. Yeah, it's like his boss has a gun at work that he has blanks for, I think is. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. So he gives them to her. Yeah. And she just gets back into the cab. Yeah. Like, I just, oh, boy. I know. Like, I don't want to understate the social pressure that she's probably under to do what her boss says. But Jesus. Yeah. So they go back to uh, the office where he has the scene when he convinces her to stay late. And this is the scene where he starts really leaning into the insane facial expressions. Mm -hmm. This is the one where he just keeps like leaning in closer and closer and his face just continues to get wilder. And even when you think it can't, he figures out some new direction to push part of his face. Yeah, I could. Oh, it's so good. Well, he goes for like a long time making a weird face and then he moves his mouth in an unsettling way. And I was just like, oh, that whole quadrant, the whole (laughs) that whole section is now doing bad things also. Yeah, it's like he's leaning in and he's like tilting his head back at the same time. So his Mm -hmm. eyes like the whites of his eyes above his pupils keeps getting huger and huger. Um, This is also that uh, meme of. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is the meme. The like image macro meme is is from this scene (laughs) Uh, because he make it a funny face. He's made a funny face. Um, apparently in the commentary, Nick Cage has something to say about this scene. Uh, he says, quote, my entire motivation here is to see just how big I could get my eyes. Which is about okay. about, about right. Accurate. I feel yeah, like accurate. That's, he's describing his motivation for his entire life. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, he convinces her to stay late somewhere in here. I don't know. God damn. I can't remember if it's in this scene or in another scene coming up, but um, this is when he sort of gets rejected by the imaginary Rachel, like the imaginary vampire. Oh, uh, that's a little bit later. Is Oh, it's a little, little later. He yeah, he's he right now he's due for another sweaty romp with her. He's imagining her in the office this time. Right. While while they're there late. That, that's She's in right. the office with him. And, uh, you know, Alva finds the contract the heatherton contract yeah in what i would describe as like a totally normal time frame because they show the files she's looking through it's like 20 large stacks of individual sheets of paper of all Mm -hmm. different sizes and colors like all just mishmash together so like you know a few days and regardless and it's one in the morning like they mentioned that during the scene so she stayed for Eight hours after a normal shift would end to continue looking for this for the second day in a row, too, because she says when she calls in sick, like when he goes to the house to get her. Yeah, she says she stayed until 1 a.m. the night before. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. of. And con- I- no, no, no. It's both. Oh, it's both. It's definitely both because there's Jesus. no one else left in the office. I mean, maybe it maybe they don't explicitly say that it's yeah. 1 a.m., but it's definitely it's supposed to be late. It's like nighttime. Give her a fucking raise, dude. Yeah, she deserves a raise just based on her merit, you know. So she, elated with having found this contract, goes into Nick Cage's office to tell him. And he is overjoyed and thanks her 
and then uh, gives her a raise, and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. He just uh, kidding. <laughs> he just yells at her with by saying, "I don't care. Yeah, I don't need it. It's and too, late. Chases too, her. late, too, too late. Too late. Too late." And he starts like yeah. Frankenstein <laughs> running after her. He looks like Frankenstein doing hurdles. Well, he, yeah, he's Frankenstein running, and he, like, bobs his head back and forth while he's saying the too late, too late, too late. He's, like, moves his head back. Oh, it's so creepy. It's so, it's, <sighs> yes, it's, like, so, you know how sometimes movies, like, black comedies will push something so that it's so sad and tragic that it becomes funny, you know? Like, that's the mm. point. This movie does that, except it's just so weird and so creepy that it becomes funny. It becomes like mm-hmm. over the top. You know what I mean? So he chases her and he's doing like Kramer level, like <laughs> physical comedy in this part. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he chases her uh, down the hallway to a flight of stairs. And mm-hmm. this is this is what I was thinking of earlier. He does yeah. like a full like Jim Carrey Chevy Chase like spin around <laughs> where he like spins on his heel and like almost falls down and like catches himself and like goes back down. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, it's very is very cartoonish the way that he moves during this part. I loved the stair chase scene too, just that part of it cuz like it's really good cinematography. It keeps cutting to like their hands grabbing the rails and the way they slide around on the landings and like Mm -hmm. it's just good it's really good (sighs) and then uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, yeah they get to the bowels of the building Mm -hmm. i don't know it looks like a like a you know there might be a washing machine nearby or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah, it's brick furnace, walls furnace or something. And, yeah, furnace room and a chain link fence wall and whatnot. And so she's kind of trapped at the moment and he kind of corners her and then mm-hmm. she pull, she says, I have a gun, I'll use it. And she pulls it out. Yeah. And he's like, do it. Just do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, because either he either wants to die Mm-hmm. Or because he thinks that his vampirism has bestowed him with like immortality. What do you guys think it is? I think it's both. I mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards he wants to die because of uh, there's an earlier in one of the earlier times when he yells at her in his office after she leaves. He like shouts after her like, don't you want to use your gun on me? Oh, yeah. So, hmm. The fact that it's like a repeated plea to get shot. Hmm. He also pleads with someone else to shoot him later. So, yeah, or to stake him also. Yeah. Yeah. So Hmm. I wonder if it's because subconsciously he is suicidal. But so like subconsciously he wants to die. But consciously he's like, but I'm a vampire. So fuck it. Like you won't hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could could well be. Hmm. Man, but in well, any case, she shoots she, at the floor yeah. because she just has blanks. So she's like tries to scare him off, but yeah. that doesn't work. Nope. Uh, yeah, she shoots a bunch of times at, like the floor, and he's like not at the floor at me. And then, well, he kind of has his way with her. Yeah, is what, what it is implied. It's. Um, I mean, he tears I, off his shirt. Uh, starts like I guess he punches her in the face at one point. 
because yeah. she has a black eye in the next scene mm-hmm. or next next time she, you see her. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. He grabs the gun after you know having his way or whatever the fuck he does, and yeah, he just kind of like I I I I don't know. I mean, he says he rapes her later on in his Yeah, I mean, in the Wikipedia plot summary, there's a line here that a little later on that says Alva wakes up with her shirt ripped open, possibly thinking she was raped and eventually tells her brother. And I'm like, Wikipedia, they make it. I I mean, it's I mean, it's a little ambiguous, but I can see why you think it's ambiguous because it's really short. And I mean, it is only like 10 seconds long but i think it's what happened yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway then he I grabs mean, he her gun it. and tries he to he admits suicide. it later on yeah. like it's, yeah, yeah it's hard to say he didn't think he raped her when he fucking says it yeah but whatever then he gra- yeah grabs the gun shoots off a couple shots into his own mouth which i thought would just i mean a blank is still shooting like what mm-hmm. fire gunpowder sh- and yeah hot air in your fucking it would face. taste terrible at least yeah you would taste nothing forever i'm quite certain it would do a lot more than just taste terrible oh like this is this is the second scene when the director had to convince nick cage that he would die he wanted because <laughs> he he wanted it to be a real gun with bullets no i'm kidding he wanted it to be um he wanted it to be uh blanks like actual like blank cartridges you know yeah. and he was like fighting for it and the director was like no you can't that can hurt you nick you can't do that you could actually get hurt so we're just gonna put just smoke cartridges in there so like it literally okay. they're not even like blanks i i was wondering how they did this scene there is it a is, crucial yeah. difference then because the first time he convinced him that a bat biting him would kill him that was a lie this was the director yeah. saving Nick Cage's life, yeah. or at least at least his yeah. hearing. He was like he was like, well, it worked the first time. And mouth, like I yeah, mean, I mean his burn okay. Your face off. Like oh, let's yeah, let's yeah. let's say you <laughs> would survive this, which again, I mean, it's shooting compressed air at the speed of a bullet mm-hmm. from the distance of your mouth to the back of your trachea. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's still there's still fire that comes out of the gut. Like I mean, the, yeah, you know, I. I, I am convinced that you would not survive, but let's say for the sake of argument that you did, you'd be deaf, right? Yeah, I'd be super You're loud. Deaf, you wouldn't taste anything anymore. Your tongue would be yeah. fucking. Oh man, it would be it'd be so loud in that little basement. Damn, Robert yeah. Bierman. Okay, shit. Well, shit. He's I need to look this guy movie. up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write him a letter and be like, man, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for what you did on that day. Thank you for saving his life so we could do our podcast. Um, and also, would you like to come on our podcast? Thank you. <laughs> and talk about your movie Vampire's Kiss. We really liked it. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff yeah. did say it was bad. I said it was a 50%. <laughs> but, we, but we liked it. I said it was a 50%. When can we expect you? Um, <laughs> I, wow. So this is one of the things that he takes as evidence that he is a vampire right because he in his mind is like well i just shot myself in the mouth guys and i, I am a little uh, i am a little confused at this moment are we mm. talking about nick cage in the movie or nick cage in real life <laughs> <laughs> i can't even fault you man i can't um and then he after he does it he lets out this hilarious cry 
where in the script it says boo hoo. That's the sound that he makes there when he's like, <laughs> yay! That was yay! his. That was his um like payback for the director not letting him use real blanks. He said, "Well, then I'm just gonna try and figure out how to say the words boo hoo and not sound stupid. Something like that. I forget the exact wording." Oh my god! Yeah, nailed it. Oh. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He nailed it. Well, he, he nailed it. It did still sound kind of stupid, though, huh? <laughs> when you think about it, it actually yeah. Still and sounds... this, this is again. Now he is fully convinced that he is a vampire. Previously, he's been like, "What's happening to me?" But now, this is the scene. This is also infamous, and in our theme song, when he runs down the street screaming, <laughs> "I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire!" <laughs> yeah, and. Oh, man, he does it with his, like, weird made-up accent, so it sounds extra ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! (laughs) He sounds like... He sounds like a toddler, but big. He sounds like if a toddler got big, but still talk like a toddler. This is, like, what big would really be like. Yeah. I'm a grown-up! I'm a... I touched a movie! Um, Tom Hanks running down the street screaming, I'm 12 years old. <laughs> 12 years old. Um, this is At this point, I wrote that this movie is like the negative universe version of American Psycho. Uh, yeah, I, I've, got a, I've got a little trivia but, uh, bit for you on this before one. You, before you say it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. It's, I, I didn't know any of the behind the scenes stuff about yeah. this, but it was like, all this stuff where he's running past people mm-hmm. and just they're like they just kind of look over and like ugh, fucking another nutto doesn't have his meds yeah like nobody is phased in new york like they're just like no like like when he's acting crazy in the cab it's just like oh you're not even the craziest person like you know as long as you didn't shit or bleed on this back seat i'm yeah. cool with this like yeah. just you're get. just you're just <laughs> like, verbally berating a coworker that's pretty normal like, not my problem just so fucking cool with like him being yeah. a wackadoo covered in blood well and- you know what's fucking really crazy about that sean um not in this scene <laughs> but later in the movie when he's running down the street having an imaginary conversation with sharon um that was filmed from a distance and the people who don't react to him are just real new yorkers <laughs> yeah yeah they're just like people are literally just like walking around if somebody tries to still hand him a pamphlet <laughs> Wait, that was a real person the, just handing out the rollerblader, <laughs> the mohawk rollerblader. Mm-hmm. Oh, I kind of wanted to know what that's what real. she was handing out, like roller derby, like like come on to the roller derby, Damn. like yeah, probably. <laughs> fucking, Shit. how many don't? If that's nineteen, but like she has a sign. Oh, what? What, yeah. Sean? She has a sign on her like helmet. I couldn't make it out because it was like vertical or like you know, yeah, upright. Well, we're you know, you know, I just couldn't read it. Yeah, um, I mean, that's 1988 New York. A guy running down the street covered in blood, talking to himself. Maybe he wants to come to your roller derby thing. I don't know. Yeah, and then when he snubs her, she probably thought, like, man, where's the performance artist brotherhood? Come on. <laughs> thought we were supposed to respect each other here. So this, yeah, is, the, we... this is the scene when he buys the teeth. Uh, Sean, you want to walk us through this one? Oh, well, he, there's several... There's several on display in the glass case. <laughs> this one's good here because it has a uh, it's a uh, 
fiberglass. And yeah, you very can, nice. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, this one will run you around, what is it, like 90-some dollars? I, I, I don't even think it's that much. I think it's 19 19 oh was yeah. it really no i miss 19. i misheard that uh totally i well or or i did i don't yeah. know I, i'm i was just certain. like oh that's pretty expensive like i mean those are movie quality fangs i mean yeah. 20 20 dollars in 1988 money is yeah Oof, you know a goof anyways and he couldn't afford it so they hand him <laughs> the like little halloween decorative plastic yeah. plastic pair oh, no my problem gosh. i've got cheapy also can we take just a second to honor this fucking super dope shop owner. Yeah. He's like an he's like an old Asian guy and his swag is that he's got like a LeVay pentagram t shirt on. Yeah. That and looked a like a cool gold shop. chain and a yeah. suit jacket. That looked like, like a cool fucking shop. I know. That's yeah. the same thing yeah. I said. I was like, I was like, oh god damn, I want to be there. So I bet there's some cool shit up in yeah. this store. And like the neon sign on the front with like it's the human head, but mm-hmm. with all the like yeah. all the pressure brain points. sections. Yeah. Like so, oh my god. Yeah, so Sean, he can't afford the nineteen ninety nine ones. Mm-hmm. So no. <laughs> what's what's he end up doing? He buys some cheap old little vampire <laughs> teeth. And ones that are gonna good. run you about tree fitting tree <laughs> oh damn <laughs> anyways the yeah he he takes those uh like he does with almost every document he is handed uh whether it be a napkin telling him to fuck off and stay out of my life or whether it be the henderson's file or whatever <laughs> he just shreds it real quick yeah. just to get to those good teeth <laughs> <laughs> and then starts chasing pigeons in a park like yes <laughs> which uh time for me to interject with some fun trivia oh, good, good 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 um yeah. okay so the trivia for these pigeons is that uh the pigeons were drugged so that nick could catch them <laughs> but really? they didn't t- but they didn't tell nick that because they thought if they told him he'd be like no i'm up to it I'm up to oh, the challenge. God. Give me real good live pigeons. And so he, he totally would have been. Jesus. Oh, ab- well, absolutely. I didn't know that he demanded a real bat, but see, it's yeah. all meshing together now. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look at it all together, he wanted the real Cottonmouth and Joe. You know, this is a yeah. in, in 2013. Yeah. This is a running thing in his career. So they definitely just someone made the executive decision to, <laughs> I don't know, give a pigeon a Vicodin. What do you think they yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> When you when you told me that uh, when we were watching the movie, I was just like, "What do they drug pigeons with?" Yeah, <laughs> I assume they're like tranquilizers. They just but... dip a bunch of birdseed into cough syrup or whatever. <laughs> they like, just put like a tiny little mask on him that's got like nitrous oxide in it. Yeah. And go, buddy. And they have, like a little strap that goes around their head. <laughs> oh no, we ruptured the tank of pigeon goof gas. Oh no. <laughs> That reminds me, there's a thing on the internet, um, somebody in, like, Las Vegas, I mm-hmm. think it was, was uh, super gluing uh, cowboy hats to pigeons. Wow. And a woman made a song about it. Not and it was fucking really, cool. I loved it. Yeah, no, the song's great. Oh, it's I'm sure. just, but I just remember seeing that as a headline and just being like, hmm. how did they get the pigeons? How did they get, <laughs> must, must have hired Nick Cage, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah google that he catches the pigeon and i guess there's a moment in the in the 
commentary I want to add to that really quick. <laughs> Where it says that he was very proud of his ability to catch the pigeon. Oh. But I guess during the commentary, uh, the director tells him they were drugged. Oh. And he says, quote, did you think, hey, I'm a really great actor. I can catch pigeons. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, that's oh some God. Shit. Yeah. That is some cold ass so, shit, So uh, then he eats it. Oh. Yeah, but this one's not like the cockroach where they, no, this is yeah, yeah. They just show you a bunch of like loose feathers and yeah. blood all over the place, and it's he's supposedly, and then you see uh, Nick Cage with a uh, indigestion. Yeah, oh, Nick Cage's <laughs> tummy doesn't feel good. And then another good part with like some so- sound effects where it's kind of gurgle, gurgle. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like hits his tummy like oh. And I'm like, yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think? You ate a raw pigeon, dude. Of course Uh, your stomach is upset. (laughs) Yeah, so he dry heaves for, like, the rest of the movie. Because he's got (laughs) parasites now. Yeah. Uh, More parasites. (laughs) So brutal. Oh, holy shit. I love that part so much. Because I've just... (laughs) It's just, like, just solid, solid, like, like, work. Like, he's just, like... Using his body yeah. to, like, <laughs> just, like, because you could do this movie, like, really, just, like, put it all, like, you know, just a nice, like, uh, piano score to it. Uh-huh. And, and just, like, cut out all the, like, crazy shit that he says. Like, really, you don't need his, his, his words. You just have that be, like, silence, mm-hmm. silent movie style. And just, like, I think it'd still work pretty well because he's just so physical in this movie. Yeah. I think I think if you recut this movie as a silent film, it would be better. <laughs> like if you yeah. cut it as a silent film, put like a black and white filter over it and a bunch of like crackly, you know, like you took the film stock and you like rubbed it against stuff and like scuffed it up and put it through like black and white and put like, yeah, like creepy organ music. It would be I think it would be great. It'd be way better. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he eats a bird. Do you guys think he does it? <laughs> do you guys think he does it with the teeth in? Um, I, I, maybe he probably tries at first and then realizes, oh, this is harder than it needs to be. Just like when he bites the woman in the disco club. Uh, yeah, I would actually say I'm gonna 100% agree with Sean on this one. Mm -hmm. He tries with the teeth in, realizes Mm -hmm. it's not really working because by the time he gets to chomping on lady, it seems like he's already figured out like, okay, you gotta, you gotta pop the pop the cheapies out and then put them back in when you're when you're through yeah that, that's the um test run and mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie the teeth are they're like children's vampire teeth and they are enormous and like bright white and they look so fucking funny every time he puts them in it cracks me up and oh especially okay so it's around this time I can't remember if this happens before or after the club scene, Hmm. but we can just talk about it now. This is around the time that he calls his therapist from the phone booth. (laughs) Right. With the teeth in the whole time, which is just so good. I think it's right after he eats the pigeon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So perfect. So he's still got the indigestion. Yep. Uh, She says, do you have a cold or something? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Cold. No, yeah. I want to see you sooner. That's, that's what he sounds like. She's like, I could see you Monday afternoon. And he's like, sooner. And she's like, is it urgent? And he goes, yeah. 
And she's like, well, I could yeah. see you Monday, Monday morning. No, a therapist would be like, do I need to call the doc, like the hospital? Do I need to call the cops? Or like, are you okay? But she's like, I could see you Monday morning. Yeah. Oh, if, don't worry. Yeah. If this was the time of cell phones, she would absolutely be dialing 911 on her cell phone <laughs> while while keeping him on the line. Like, no, yes. it's okay. I'm going to come. I'm going to come meet you right now. Where are you? Yeah. No, but like she's busy with her younger lover. Yeah. Mm, which nicely done. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Yeah, Elizabeth Ashley, fucking Dr. Glazer, knocking it out of the yeah, park. Dude's a smoke show. Mm-hmm. So this is, okay, this is when he goes to the club, right? Yeah, where yes. Kmart Talking Heads is playing. Kmart Talking Heads, yeah. I thought it was Talking Heads until you were like, what is this Talking Heads knockoff yeah. bullshit? I don't know. Maybe so, it is Talking Heads. But. I don't think. I think you're right. I think it well, is like a knockoff. if their budget was $2 million and they had to and pay this off was, a bunch of lawsuits, yeah. it's definitely Kmart Talking no, no, Heads. Yeah. No, no, no. You're definitely right. It's 1989. They, they They'd yeah. become too big by this point, I think. That so. was that was a band that was the result of somebody putting an ad in the newspaper that said, Do you like the talking heads? Me too. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he goes into the club and is slinking around in this like again, nineteen eighty eight New York club. Can I back you up real quick? Yeah. He yeah. enters the club. By punching the fucking bouncer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. That is true. <laughs> yes. And another behind the scenes thing. He really punched that bouncer in the face. Oh, Are you buddy. serious? Holy shit. Oh, yes. no, um, buddy. Yeah. Cage was, quote, in a really strange mood the night of the club scene, end quote. Uh, and he recalls punching the doorman a bit too hard. He blames Beerman for directing him to actually hit the guy. So. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so hmm. wow, um, plenty of faults to throw around. Sounds like <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I uh, just hope the bouncer actor was aware. First. Oh, fuck yeah. man, yeah. So he, I just, I just otherwise was we got another lawsuit on our hands. Yeah, yeah. what I, just, I was just like amazed when it, it, it like because it, like you know he's trying to push his way through the mm-hmm. crowd like through the line and then he gets to the doorman and just fucking socks him and i was just like that looks it looks real like yeah but then it's like quick cut after that like you know so it's like once he drop like drops that bouncer a bit like he's just like kind of pushes past real fast and then then he's inside shot shot is over so it's like you don't we don't really see how that bouncer reacts but yeah so now that i know it was a real punch (laughs) what the fuck so it's Holy kind of a shit. waste to actually punch him in the face if you're just going to cut away immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asshole. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking dick. So they, um, he slinks through this nightclub yeah. in a suit and looking like Nosferatu. Yeah, and when you say slinks, I mean, he's really like standing up in an ultra rigid, like it's not, he's not being like clandestine no. or sneaky. You know, no. this isn't like a splinter cell thing. He's like stands the fuck out. Yeah, like if you did your craziest Nosferatu impression and then just like walked through a busy nightclub, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He is the most noticeable person in the world. Yeah, and it's one of those very much a movie thing where uh, everybody is just still dancing. Yep. Not worried about you. Nope. They see you coming. 
they just keep dancing. And it's like, he's uh, like, I mean, they flash back and forth from his crazy ass face to people's necks, like ladies' necks or like yeah. different necklaces. And like, so he's just like looking for necks, <laughs> like he's trying to find neck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, and then he finds one in uh, that cool side room. That every oh. nightclub has, you know, yeah. where it's it's furnished like the dining room of a fancy mansion, and there's exactly one lady in it doing cocaine. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a vaporwave thing, like with all the statues and chandeliers and shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that nightclub looked cool as fuck. Oh, like I no, would totally it, hang out there. It looked awesome, but mm-hmm. he found the sickest room that apparently just anyone can get into, but there's only just one lady in there. It's doing like cocaine. You do cocaine in the bathroom usually, yeah, you know, and it's private enough that he can murder somebody in it. And it's huge, too. The room is huge. Oh, yeah. It's got it's, like three or four couches in it. Yeah, it's it's like a huge lounge area. And he finds her and he sits down and like, I don't know, maybe it was like supposed to be ecstasy or something because he starts like making like he's like clicking his shitty plastic vampire teeth at her and she's just yeah. like giggling and is like ha ooh chomp 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 she's like yeah she's like doing it back like Ang-ang-ang. yeah <laughs> yeah and, and then, he looks uh, again out, completely out of his mind yeah <laughs> oh my god uh, you're full. And, and then um yeah they kind of you know what seems like a little kissing starts and then turns into biting yeah, he yeah. gets a little he gets a little too frisky. He goes for a goes for a hand down the down the boob. Yep. Shirt. And she's like she slaps his hand and then um he just dives right into her neck. And yeah. just and that yeah, he bites her neck until she's dead. Yeah. Yep, that's what yep. He just kills her, <laughs> which for me was like that I remember the first time I watched the movie, it was so unexpected. I thought it was going to be a scene where he like tries to do it with the fake vampire teeth in and she mm-hmm. freaks out and you know he gets like beat up and yeah. thrown out of the club that's yeah. what i and expected she, like, to happen yeah totally totally because he's been so ineffective yeah up until this point yep you know as a vampire because again he isn't like <laughs> yeah. you know he's <laughs> sorry have we have we not mentioned that yet? Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to be a good vampire when you're just fully not one. He's really bad at it because he isn't one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he kills her, um, and then uh, he stumbles away from the scene and does some more like vomiting like like dry heaving kind of acting because now he's eaten a raw pigeon and drank a person's blood so like his stomach situation is bonkers yeah Um, it's all topsy-turvy down there it's not good and this is the point when he runs into rachel again and i think that it's the real her he he sees the woman that he met way back at the beginning of the movie who he then fantasized was a vampire who is like frequently returning to him. But I think they I think you guys are right. Like we said, they only meet that time and then now they meet again. Yeah, he has uh, like one more delusion. Yeah, I think. Oh, OK, yeah, this part. Okay. Yeah, so he, she rejects him. Yes. Yeah. She like, you know, 
you know, vamp shames him and says he's a disgrace and like pathetic. And then look at this other guy that I'm actually with, and he's like, yeah, Donald, cool. Do you? uh, I don't think you're with her because I'm with her. (laughs) Then they kind of like walk off, and then they're dancing on the floor. That's that there. I mean, I think is he maybe saw them in the club. Mm-hmm. And then he hallucinated that part, but then the, when he the actually tries to talk kinda... to her on the dance floor, that is a that's the, the real her. the real part. Okay, yes, because they almost see like they're like, yeah, I remember who you are, but like, what are you what? doing here? Yeah, what? Like, yeah, because they don't. And of course, why would she say all that vampire bullshit? If, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, she's not a fucking vampire. Well, <laughs> this is another. You know, I mean, look. At this point, if we haven't sold you on the movie, I don't know what to tell you. You should just be watching it because this is yet another part where, like, she rejects him, and he's yeah. just like got the bad teeth in, and he's just <laughs> blubbering to himself. He's like crying and has like boogers running down his face and he's like but i love you (laughs) and he's and he's covered covered in blood his face and his shirt and his neck it's all it's just like drenched but the crazy part about it is like visually he puts he had put the teeth in after he had bitten the lady yeah so like the teeth don't have blood on them yeah they're pristine (laughs) yeah so so they kind of like Pop out! Yeah, at, they yeah, really yeah. Pop. And they're super it white. Just, it's just bonkers looking. It's so nuts. But yet nobody in the club seems to notice. Like, yeah, yeah, now he's walking through the club covered, covered in, in blood. blood. Yeah, and no one is like, "Oh shit, don't t- don't touch me." You know, like normal yeah. people would be like, "Get the fuck away from me, man!" Yeah, um, they're all wearing their fancy club kid clothes. Yeah. You don't want to get blood on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have another behind the scenes thing. Ooh, uh, yay! Jennifer Beals, the woman who plays Rachel, the um, vampire in his imagination, mm-hmm. uh, told the director that she really wanted to hate Low, Nick Cage's character, and asked if she could spit on him. Uh, Bierman said yes, but nobody told Nick Cage. Awesome. Oh. So when she dumps him in his imagination and says, like, you know, you're not a real vampire and spits on him, uh, he didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you know, turnabout is fair play, Nick. Nick, if you're listening, <laughs> turnabout is fair play, bud. Yeah, at this point, they're probably like, fuck this guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yet, he's like the only person in this movie that went on to have like a blockbuster career, you know? It's, I mean, there's so much shit in this behind the scenes that you think would get somebody like blackballed. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. t- like nobody in the industry works with this person again. But I guess a lot of the people involved in this weren't like big names, like the directors. Yeah. In fact, this was a uh, non-union production. Was it really? Uh-huh. Was there a strike? Yeah. And the in this scene, uh, the yeah. scene where they're filming outside the nightclub, uh, they had to like record audio weird because there were like striking union workers <laughs> off to the side when after after he's been thrown out and they're like on the street outside the nightclub yeah weird really so yeah. that's nuts um so this is the part when uh he yeah then he accosts the real rachel who i think i like sean's theory that he saw her when he was moving through the club and then imagined her and then confronted the real her her and her boyfriend and she does remember him but she doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about um, and he even says that he killed the woman to her, right? Mm-hmm. He says, like, I 
I just drank her blood or something. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> and, exactly. Well, he's he's claiming that uh, she's a vampire too, and he's like, "Look at our teeth!" And he's trying to like open her mouth. Yeah, but I think at this point he, yeah. I think he confesses because sort of he, to the he murder. reaches in there. He reaches yeah. right into her mouth, That's and a, then yeah. a bunch of dudes uh, take him outside. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people, like like a dozen people, take him outside. Everybody wanted a piece of this guy. Yeah, which you know, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. They go outside, and um, they he tells them that he's a vampire. Which again, you think would be something they would probably mention to the police later when they start investigating this murder. Um, yeah, which. Doesn't seem like anyone did because you know, later, yeah. <laughs> later on, there's a, a disco death. Yeah, there's the newspaper, <laughs> the stacks of newspaper, disco death, like super weird, mysterious murder happened. Like, it's the, like the uh, subheading, and it's like, yeah. Uh, what about the guy with blood all over him who was like, "I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire," and then you don't think it might have been that and, one? And the guy that ran away when we started making cross signs at him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe look at maybe look into that guy. Also, yeah. he had a bunch of blood on him. So uh, yeah, yeah. So at this point, he goes outside, and this is easily my favorite part of the movie. He says that he screams, uh, "The tortures of the damned." For some reason, <laughs> he's because, looking at a church. Yeah, the church bells. I think oh, is what right. sets him off. And the sun comes up, and oh no, he's trapped outside. Oh. So he just walks around it towards the sunlight, just wailing in agony. And it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my I mean, entire life. Even before the sun comes up, he's wailing. There's a part where he's he's okay. So he kicks apart a uh, pallet, like a wooden pallet, yeah, to to get his stake that yeah he. I, again, I mean, this goes back to what we were saying earlier, like maybe, he, you know, he's consciously or subconsciously suicidal, but he gets this stake and he's just like lackadaisically dragging it behind him <laughs> on the street. Just just moaning. It's like, like it's just, <laughs> and there's this long pause. And then he, again, he's like, and he does it again. <laughs> and he's covered in blood, dragging a big it's like it's a big ass plank of wood. It's like it's like five feet long and it's kind of sharp at the end, which I think makes it really funny. Yeah. And this is when he hallucinates his therapist. Right? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, pretty yes. much. Yeah. Yeah. He starts having a, a hallucination that he is in a conversation with his therapist. And in the imagination this is my favorite touch in the movie. He still has the plank of wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's looking like dapper again. Yeah, he looks like normal. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, but he's he's just in her office arguing with her, but still holding this big sharp plank of wood. And he's using it to like gesture and point at her and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> this whole scene is just tremendous. Like everything about it is absolutely off the rails. It's so he good. <laughs> like he says He's like, oh, I just want, I just want love. And then she starts laughing and he's like, you promised you wouldn't laugh. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm just laughing because the person that comes in right after you has always said that she wants the same thing. And oh, here she is. She's going to be in love with you now. It's Sharon. Yeah. And also while when she's like, 
the therapist is like, just give me a second. I'll let her in. He's like, oh, okay. And he like tucks the plank of wood under his arm, which also <laughs> cr- cracked me up. <laughs> like he's trying to look very like professional. Yeah. But in the entire time he's having this conversation in his head with his therapist where he, he's telling her, I don't want to do therapy anymore because I think the answer to my problems is love. Um, it continuously cuts back to him in real life. And he's standing on a street corner covered in mm. blood, talking to a wall in like a daze. Mm-hmm. And it's not, he's not talking in like his normal voice like he is in his fantasy. He's just like, hey, uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking maybe we won't see each other anymore. And then it's like, <laughs> he's yeah. just like, just people walking by like, this oh, isn't the craziest thing I've seen all week. I mean, <laughs> I get so it. good. It's New York in the 80s, but still, how has nobody called the cops on him? I know. I mean, if that doesn't do it, <sighs> Jesus. So anyway, Sharon comes in. Yeah. This imaginary woman in his imagination. And surprise, surprise, they hit it off in his head. It goes great. Uh, and then as they leave to go on their first date, Ugh. again, in his imagination, he turns to his therapist and admits to sexual assault and murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like literally they're on the way out. And he's like, oh, shoot, I almost forgot. One <laughs> one quick thing. Um, Before I, I raped someone a couple nights ago. And she, what is what does she say? She again? says, oh, oh, just just a little id release. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What? Well, it release. And then he's like, Hulk oh, yes. Um, and I uh, murdered some girl in a nightclub. I thought I was a vampire. It was a whole long story. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't say like, I thought I was a vampire. He says I turned into a vampire. Right. It's, it's a like, whole long story. And like, she whatever. says, she says, Peter, people get murdered in the city every day. <laughs> it's, and like now, my favorite acting in this scene is Sharon behind him. Like, when yeah. he says this stuff, she's like, oh, Peter. Yeah, just giving her little smiles. Her little, like, him? sitcom wife smiles. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> God. And then um, he says, what about the police? She's like, oh, will you let me take care of the police, Peter? You two, go, go, get out. Go, shoot. <laughs> get, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go, go, go. I- <laughs> I've got a young lover to attend to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, it's oh just God. like, what is yeah. like such a weird fairy tale, like wrap up lazy. <laughs> like what is it's, it's nuts. bananas. It's bananas. He's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so then he goes back to his apartment and what I, what I love <laughs> is that uh, on yeah. the way back, he's having a conversation with her in his head, but he's, he, he's having it out loud. He's walking down the street talking to himself. Yeah. Well, he's talking to her, right? Like the his his current new lover. And yeah. That's the from the street corner to his an apartment. That relationship completely breaks down. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, so fast. His imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. They're in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm immediately thinking, now that Jeff had said that they had cut out some of the scenes or so mm-hmm. like where was that? oh yeah i, did, uh, I don't uh, know if that was um you'd covered that already i forgot uh, no, no no i think i think we talked about it before we started yeah. recording yeah there's a supposedly there's uh some lost footage here that the studio oh. cut against the wishes of uh <clears throat> both cage and beerman so you know is it is it here i don't know 
Uh, I, I I don't know specifically. But my hmm. speculation is like, what if there was just more of that back and forth? You know, like what he sees with to what he thinks he sees to what is actually happening. Yeah. And so when he has that fight, is he maybe having? There's like a scene where he's actually fighting his imaginary oh. girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know where in the movie the cuts were made, but I can tell you that in talking about it, Nick Cage says that he thinks some of his finest work was cut. Really? From this movie. So. Hmm. I mean, this is the climax of the movie, pretty much. Like. So yeah, he can't even have a good relationship in his own imagination. Yeah. yeah. And by the time they get up to the apartment, they've gone from a fight to like a breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, you can just leave. <laughs> and then he <laughs> then he crawls back into his couch coffin. <laughs> yes. And at this point, another plot line catches up. Yeah, he's being pursued by Alva's brother, which mm-hmm. we we kind of uh, missed talking about this earlier. But I, I did yeah. think it was hilarious that like after, you know, the incident in the basement, she's like cooped up in her room and is crying. She's inconsolable. And her brother, whom she just the other day was like, I'm in a cab with my boss. He's crazy. Yeah. I need bullets. Give me bullets. Yeah. And then he gives her blanks instead because that's all he has. That's like a day ago. Yeah, that's true. And then all of a sudden she's crying and locked up in his room and he's just like, okay, well, if you want to talk about it, I'm here <laughs> for you. Like, yeah. You know, it's so fucking stupid. But eventually mm-hmm. she tells him and he What happened in the, in the basement, yeah. Yeah, so and he's going to help her get revenge. Yeah, so that was a plot line that started about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um and then they go to Nick Cage's apartment and this is the part where she waits outside for them to see Nick Cage go inside cuz uh, <laughs> her brother is like tell me when you see him. And she's like, that's him. He follows him in. The guy with a piece of wood covered in blood. Oh, the guy covered in blood? Yeah. I'm good. Let's call the police. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) so at this point, he goes inside, breaks into Nick Cage's apartment, and kills him. Yep. Yeah. And kills him by, like, he opens up the, quote, coffin. Yes. And, like, Nick is just like he's not even saying words anymore he's just moaning yeah and he just he just picks up the plank and like is you know weakly trying to like stab it into his own heart yes he kind of holds it up in place Mm -hmm. and then alva's brother just i guess puts his hand on it and like leans on it and just look if you're gonna tee me up like that i'm gonna (laughs) take a swing you know come on he'd be stupid not to yeah yeah, so then uh, he stabs him, and then uh, Nick Cage dies. And what I actually thought was really good, like a really good acting scene here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the movie ends with one last shot of Jennifer Beals as a vampire, which she says, I forget what she says, uh, something. I Yeah, she said something that didn't seem like a very satisfying tag yeah this movie i remember thinking that i was just like okay is it about to be the credits sean yep well she's saying something along the lines of like she's like you're my angel i've like you know i I don't think she specifically says like she loves you but yeah she is like it's like something about angel you're well you're definitely with an angel now or something yeah right i don't remember it is very like it was not really uh 
yeah memorable compared to the rest of the performances but. yeah yeah exactly in a movie full of quotable memorable <laughs> clippable shareable things it just you know yeah mm-hmm. but uh yeah movie over movie's done movie's guys. done we did let's, it we, we did, did it. it let's move on to the next segment uh this is a segment called oh how is nick cage in that <laughs> and then the scene we describe how is nick cage in that so guys how was nick cage in that soup's crazy i mean what is there to say except for everything (laughs) (laughs) i mean how do you even sum it up uh bad but fun to watch there aren't enough words in the dictionary my friend this is you you could pick any adjective at random and apply it to his performance and you would be right Hmm. You'd be um, 100% gonna quick, correct. What, um, Just gonna quick Google. Yeah, it's random. like what do they what do they say in Close Encounters where it's like they should have sent a poet or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you yes, you, we the, there's not English for this. Like we would need to go to like crazy German compound <laughs> words or like obscure <laughs> like Japanese words. Because I'm pretty sure the first. The first random adjective that Jeff pulled up on his thing was terrible. I was thinking, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, here. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll refresh it. I'll refresh it so we have a clear okay. start. Super. Yeah. Okay. Load it up super. I'm, I'm just going to yep. click through yes. the next five, okay? Okay. And, and this will, I think, be my official review. Okay. Okay. Recent. Nope. <laughs> In comparison to what? Sure. Cosmically, it was recent. Okay, next one. Thank you. Geologically, yeah. (laughs) Ignorant. Yes. Yes. I don't know why, but yes. Wholesale. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. All right. Two more. Got a good deal on those vampire teeth. Yeah, two more. He's giving it all away. (laughs) Guilty. Yeah. Uh huh. Eating that bird and cockroach. Got it. Yep, that's true. All right. Mm -hmm. And the last one is. Lovely. Also, also true. Also true. Yeah. Sean. Yep. Sean, what do you think? uh, uh, I I think he did a fantastic job, Um, mostly in the sense of like, you know, how you watch like uh, like Jim Carrey or something like just do this bombastic kind of performance. Well, that's Uh what this this was it. This was that where you're like, holy shit, this Oh, let me just back it up. Um, yeah, it starts out where he's like just getting just th- like he's sex crazed. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just or just super horny. He was horny. He says that yeah. in the therapy. Little sleazy. I was horny. I was horny. Um, but oh, oh, man, I just yet again, words fail me right now. <laughs> Um, I don't think so that's your fault. Oh God! It's just like, what yeah. do you pick? What do you, what do you grab out of this? Um, I guess like cornucopia of like uh, snarls and jowls and just yeah. like, <laughs> just like bits of like just oddballs. Um, it keeps giving, man. Yeah, uh, I loved it. What was your guys? What was your guys' favorite scene as far as acting goes? I already said mine. Uh, mine was the moaning. That one is the dragging the stick moaning. Yes. Yeah, I guess I should specify. Yeah, it's the it's that <laughs> scene of incoherent moaning. What's your guys' favorite acting scene? Um, 
It's it's probably one of the ones where he's like in the office, like the <laughs> like with it where like the one where he's yelling. Okay, well it's it's uh, okay. <laughs> the one the, in the office where he's yelling. Yeah, that's uh, that describes half this movie. Um, yeah, again, all... not again, not your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was thinking more of like, well, the ABCs is classic, but I've mm-hmm. seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the one where he. Like does the fucking crazy point to her, and just is like, uh, yeah, jumps on the desk and is like, you there, you are, like, <laughs> just like, holy shit, he's like Spider Man in that moment, like it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's great, like it's great physical comedy. He, sh- I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely could have gone into like the Jim Carrey, you know, that whole vein of physical comedy. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite as flexible as Jim Carrey, but holy shit, is he? He's definitely got shapes to make, you know? <laughs> yeah. But instead, instead he veered off into action movies in the 90s, which is weird. Yeah. Awesome. God bless him. Jeff, what was your favorite acting scene? Uh, my favorite uh, bit in this movie is the mirrors when he's, you know, <laughs> discovering, I guess, that he can't be seen yeah. in the mirrors. And he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, what's <laughs> happened to me? Oh. Yeah, you know, you know the one. <laughs> yeah, you can I know definitely one. see him in the mirror. Yeah, and in case you weren't sure, there's another mirror. There's two mirrors in that mm-hmm. scene. One directly in front of him, and one to the side, and you can see his reflection clearly in both. Yeah. Well, and at yeah, at the beginning, it's like the one that he's looking into is the one that you can see less of. So you're like, you're like. Okay, maybe they're going to pan <laughs> over to it and he mm-hmm. won't be there. But then he just turns and looks in the other mirror, the one that you've seen his reflection in the entire shot. Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh, no, this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. No, even in one of them, he he like almost it's like he can see himself because he goes, ah, like kind of hops back a little yeah. bit like he'd startled himself. <sighs> and it's like, wait, so can he be seeing himself or what? God. Like, it's so confusing. He's, he's so fucking good. Honestly, <sighs> I think the, yeah. the second best performance in this movie is probably the plank of wood. Um, oh, man. I thought that did great. <laughs> I really like yeah. his uh, psychiatrist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I had to give a serious answer, either her or Elva. Um, Elva, yeah. D- yeah she, I just I'll, feel I'll so good. bad for her this yeah. entire movie. She really oh, sells she it. Deserves, she mm-hmm. deserves a raise, for sure. Yeah. I think she really sells the, like, terror and, like, anxiety <laughs> that a person yeah. undergoing this would feel. Yeah, the only other thing I'd, I'd really like to say before we move out of the, hey, how's Nick Cage in that yeah. segment, is that although my official on-paper answer is still going to be he's not good in this. Like, he's not mm-hmm. good this is definitely the movie where he has carved out his niche. He's built this identity. You know, mm-hmm. he's been building up through all the early movies of his that we've watched so far. Valley Girl, mm-hmm. Moonstruck, uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. And all of these, you can sort of see like echoes you know, uh, I mean, I guess echoes implies the reverse. You can see like he's laying the foundation for what his brand is mm-hmm. eventually going to be. Yeah. And this is the movie where he has it. 
he's found it. He's locked into it. Yeah. And, you know, what can you say? The proof is in the pudding. I mean, the results speak for themselves. He's like a crazy, famous movie star now. It's, so, yeah, they, this is... They they do... Uh, uh, was it Rita? I'm sorry, the the poor uh, secretary that gets... Alba. Uh, screwed. Alba. Alba's... Uh, well, a sec- the secretary that works right next to her mm-hmm. um, has a line in this movie where she just goes, "Wow, he's so eccentric." Boy, is he! <laughs> like, yeah, right. Right after it. he he picks up something <laughs> off of her desk and throws it into a trash. That was also <laughs> very funny. It's that response. He picks it up and goes, "Huh," and throws it into her trash. Oh, and, it, and, it, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I think that sums it up a bit." <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think this is like this is the the culmination of um his whole crazy person persona this is the this is the parks and rec season two of his career yeah because before this you're like eh, this is oh this is okay it could be good and then suddenly it's like it hits its stride and it figures mm-hmm. out what it what it's trying to be yeah this is that and then he just rides that uh, yeah, and that's specifically a great example because that was one of the big problems with the first season of Parks and Rec is that the characters weren't differentiated enough. You know, they weren't like they didn't have strong enough, unique personalities. Yeah. And, and then he's... clearly later on in that show, you know, that's one of the things that people love about it so much. So, yeah. Uh, well, how about we take this show on the road? Um, it's not a long road because it just leads back over there behind the scenes um i mean jesus what else have what have we not said about this movie behind the scenes uh i i do have one little quick one i i was gonna bring it up earlier and we got to talking about some other stuff which was fine this has been very fun uh but when you talked about patrick bateman american psycho yes uh christian bale did base a lot of his performance off of this movie really yeah, well, according to what I read, anyway. Well, I I believe it. This is like the counterpart of that movie. Yeah, I, there's a lot of similarities um, in terms of the uh, archetype of, of the character being portrayed here. And yeah, uh, you know, I actually just watched American Psycho for the first time like late last year. So when what? I had seen this movie previously... That was a comparison that wasn't available to me. You know, I just hadn't seen it. So, yeah, uh, I ju- yeah, I just watched it last year. Interesting. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. The ending's kind of meh. But uh, also, like, also, he shoots a gun a lot, and, like, nobody seems to, like, care. Well, yeah, because it's... Wait, whoa, what? And it's like, that's very similar in this movie. What? Nobody comes running for a gun. What Uh-oh. is happening? Nobody. New York, I guess. Sean, I don't think Josh wants oh. to be my friend anymore. Oh. Is that, <laughs> is, are you just upset because we don't like Huey Lewis? In Torments the news? of the Damned. <laughs> um, is that like one of your favorites or something? It's. I mean, I guess I haven't he seen it since. life on it. I, yeah. <laughs> It's true. Every day when I get up, I do a bunch of crunches, put a mask on. About a thousand, right? I, I just really like that movie. I saw it when I was in high school, which I shouldn't have. And then I... <laughs> uh, there it is. That's why you like it. Yeah. I shouldn't have seen that. But then I've watched it recently. I liked it. 
Yeah, and then I saw, I saw it last year for the first time as a 30-year-old, so yeah. maybe, you know, I don't know. That could be, that I could mean, be a factor. I mean, maybe, yeah. I, I guess what... We'll talk about it later. This is not our American Psycho podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would I would be willing to delve into this a little bit more, but we've already run pretty long, so we, we can save it for another time. Yeah. Um, Quick recast, or, or does anyone else oh, have yeah, any yeah. behind-the-scene things they want to... I do have a few other behind-the-scene things I want to add in. Um, sure. Yeah. The scene where he does that crazy run after Alba mm-hmm. is actually because he was running too fast for the camera to follow him. Because it was like on a track, you know. So the director said you have to run slower, and he said, "Okay, well, if I'm gonna run slow, I'm gonna run like this." And the director was like, "All right, man." <laughs> so he did. <laughs> Nick, wow, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Um, like, well, we, we did. We did say we wanted to watch the commentaries. So. Yes. And <laughs> all right, there is one other interesting tidbit that I wanted to say. Um, which is that the, the director wanted to reinforce the idea that the city itself was, it was like part of the pressure that was driving him crazy. And that's why mm-hmm. when you see him in a bunch of scenes, like his therapist's office, uh, he's usually standing in front of a window with a bunch of like huge skyscrapers in the background. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, very common for uh, movies and shows and books and stuff that are set in New York to, you know, that's it's the common saying of like New York as a character. Yeah. And that's present in these stories. And it is. It's like a source of pressure that is probably um, working him towards insanity. Uh, Anything else that you guys want to say about the behind the scenes? Mm, Think I'm good. I don't have much to add to it. I just love this movie. Well, let's move on to the hardest question of all questions, which is if you had to recast the Nicolas Cage part in this movie with any actor or actress uh, from any time period, who would it be and why? I already have my answer, and I'm guessing you probably do, too. Uh, yeah, I do have mine, but I, I'd, I'd like to hear yours first. <laughs> okay, nobody. <laughs> nobody? Impossible. Can't be done. Yeah, that's that's a fair take on mm-hmm. it. You know, I definitely thought about that. I was like, man, you know, this movie is such quintessential cage. Yeah. That who could do it better than him? And then I thought, no problem. Rob Roblo. <laughs> I want to see Roblo do this flick. Okay. It would be a very different film. Yes, it would. But I feel like he's got... He's got that creepy but yeah. kind of charming smile. Yeah. I think he could do it. I think he could push it into like straight horror. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like would he be able to like get uglied up, you know? Like cuz in like Nick Cage does the whole dapper when mm-hmm. he's like in his mind and then Yeah. When he's, you know, on the street corner, he is a fucking wreck. So yeah, you were saying the so, Rob Lowe is such a beautiful gentleman mm-hmm. that the talented makeup artists in the Hollywood film industry could not make him into an unattractive man. Is that what you're saying no. to me? Yeah. I mean, have you seen, Shit. Have you I think seen you're the, right. the Parks and Rec episode where he gets the flu? Still handsome. Ah, fuck, you're right. He's radiant. <laughs> I just don't think you could ug him up enough. Yeah. Though. Damn it. 
Oh, you're right. Uh, Sean? Oh, I thought th- I thought that one was good, but... No, well, I, I'm kidding. I like it. I, it's good. I do... No, I, I like it, too. I was yeah. just... Thanks, guys. I'm just trying to make a joke. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, <laughs> um, I thought I already said it in this episode. Do you guys remember it? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yeah. I, nope, it was the other guy. <laughs> Kurt uh, Russell. Oh, there it is. Kurt Russell. <laughs> No, Jeff now Goldblum, I think, could be Sean. real weird. Why would weird. you say Kurt Russell? <laughs> oh, um, because I think maybe... No, that's a, it's a very left-field answer. Hey, hey <laughs> look, Kurt Russell has been bizarrely appropriate for an overwhelming number of the movies that we've done so far, but this actually isn't one of no. them. No. No, he wouldn't. Kurt no. Russell, I, he can't get weird enough for it. Mm. I like um, Goldblum, though. No, but Goldblum, like Goldblum would have done Goldblum it. is a weirdo. Yeah. Like, he, he just is. A have what you seen you, him on the Discovery say? or what is it? No, uh, National Geographic. I think it's Disney. No, they own Disney owns National oh, Geographic. Okay, sure. Anyways, well, that, but it's yeah. it's a National Geographic show where he's like, here's the history of ice cream. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I think I think if he tried to do a vampire flick, that yeah. would be this movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He would kill it. Did you guys know that Jeff Goldblum is a jazz piano player? It doesn't surprise me. And he's actually he's like he's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I, I bet mean, he, he is. Yeah. He's obviously very talented. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. not like Chick Corea, but he's like these. Never be the most. Um, yeah, but Jeff. I don't think he was. He was in Buckaroo Banzai, but did he play keys for Buckaroo Banzai? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Don't think he so. just wore a cowboy hat. That's right. You know what? I guys, I came up with an answer actually. Uh, oh yeah. I uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I say this sure. because here's here's my thought, okay? I think the reason that Nick Cage's performance is so nuts in this movie and why it's so good is because of how, like, sincere it is, right? Like, he's not trying to play it like a comedy actor would. Like, if you put, like, uh, if you put, like, Steve Martin in this movie, when he's doing the scenes, when he's, like, touching the mirror and, like, oh, like, he would kind of be winking at the camera a little bit like haha isn't this isn't this a silly face i'm making or isn't this funny you know wait mm-hmm. is there gonna be a scene where he he sees something it's just scary so scary that it takes his hair white yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i think that i think it would make the movie less funny because you need somebody who is like incapable of being ironic and like Nick Cage is, and I think Tom Cruise is also one of those people. Like I don't think he'd be able to laugh at himself enough to ruin it. Well, that's like. Uh, well, he certainly isn't good at laughing at himself. We know this. Yeah, uh, but that is uh, one of the reasons why uh, in Young Frankenstein, uh, Mel Brooks wasn't in that movie hmm. was because um, <laughs> when they were making it, it was like. Dude, you can't like be in a movie without winking at the camera. We need like to play this as kind of serious. Yeah. So which is what makes that movie so good. So yeah. you can't be in it, Mel. You can't do you it, just man. Can't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So Tom Cruise. I like that. Well, I think that about does it. Do you, let's round table this. Uh, do you recommend this movie? I do. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like to everyone, go and watch it. Yeah, everybody, go watch, it. go watch it. It's insane. <laughs> a little, it gets a little boring in the middle, like it drags a little bit. But fuck me, man, it's just great. You get, you gotta see this. I, you won't. You have to see it to believe it. And even then, you won't believe it. Still, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you're listening to this right now, like, you gotta, you gotta kind of be into Nick Cage, right? Nobody could ever like us so much that they would listen to two and a half hours of us talking about I, vampires. We love you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> I seriously go, hi, Katie. Go listen to, go watch this movie like everybody in the world. It's so good. Um, anyway, I think that about does it for us on this episode. Have we picked the next one yet? No, this no. is our Halloween episode. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll pick a movie. Write us or uh, t- t- uh, do the tweet, yeah. Send us a us. send us a letter. Yeah. Find find a Twitter and then drop that tweet. Yeah. Find that uh, tweet basket. If you live in Des Moines, I don't know. Just like, just send me. a fucking facebook dm or something like that's fine i get it nobody wants to follow mm-hmm. us on twitter just slide into oh, yeah. slide into jeff's dms and uh yeah. yep, slide into jeff's dms yeah. Yeah. Guys. Yep. all right well thank you everybody thanks for listening goodbye <laughs> yeah all right Bye. let's wrap this up so spooky, i can spend the next noise. 72 too late, too late, consecurative late, hours too editing too late, this too late, too bye too late. bye bye <laughs> 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 uh, sound of skeletons Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.